What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Bird, the podcast and coach here. In this episode, we are going to talk about a concept called the five-hour workday. What is it? What are some things that we can learn from this process? We're going to be exploring that in this episode. Our guest who joins us today is an internet industry veteran who has founded a number of ventures, including Tower Paddle Boards, which was one of the biggest Shark Tank success stories Throughout the show, they've gone on to do over $30 million in sales, started from an investment from Mark Cuban, and that company has gone on to do very well. We are talking to the guy who did the whole pitch in Shark Tank, really allowed the company to excel and thrive, and now we are talking about the five-hour workday and just some of the different things we could learn about that whole process. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Stefan Arstall. Stefan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mark. It is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. Now, for people who don't know, Stefan wrote the book, Five Hour Workday. We will be having a link to that in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. It is a book that I read as well. And I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about the five-hour workday and just like looking at it from today's perspective. Like, what would you say are some of the things that our stuff we should be applying right now to our schedules and what are some things based on the book where maybe we should go in a different direction yeah so we rolled out the five-hour workday in in 2015 and we did it for about two years straight uh, initially it was just going to be a three-month test uh, with our company we we're going to try to compress the work day and i told everybody look i'm gonna we're gonna work eight to one i'm gonna give you your life back um, that's the give. The ask is you have to be as productive as you were before or better, or you'll be fired. So I wanted to put the same pressure on my employees that sort of entrepreneurs have. And, uh, the, the whole point of this was to sort of attract and retrain and retain, uh, all the people in a company that work like three times the speed of everybody else and sort of repair or repel sort of the sloth like people. And, uh, that was the original goal of it. And, um, you know, it was also where Beach Lifestyle Company, Tower Paddle Boards, and now Tower Electric Bikes is sort of everything you would find in the beach lifestyle. And so it really aligned with our brand, sort of this work hard, play hard type thing. And before that, you know, we were a fast growing company, fastest growing company in San Diego in 2014. And then in 2015, we were number 239 on the Inc. 500 list. Um, you know, and we're a five person company doing 5 million in sales. But we weren't living our sort of our ethos or our uh, beach lifestyle company um, because we were a startup two blocks from the beach. So I said, let's align how we work with um, you know, our company. And we did that. Um, you know, some stuff works, some stuff didn't work. Uh, we did the three month test and then continued doing it for two years um, because it did work. Our revenues went up 50% that year. Um, productivity didn't seem to fall off at all. You know, everything was going pretty good. Uh, we were in the paddleboard industry and like every industry, they can sort of peak and, uh, and, and decline after a while. Everybody sort of saw what we were doing, our success. They can sort of copy that. Uh, a lot of online products, you know, do get commoditized over time. Um, and then you had the Amazon effect. Like we went into Amazon and sort of blew up on Amazon. And at one point, I think over 50% of our sales were on Amazon. And then, you know, in 2016, 2017, it became very clear that Amazon was, you know, becoming greedy and they were going to take, you know, 40, 50% of every transaction on that site. And so we said, this really isn't a long-term strategy, even if we're doing, you know, millions on there. So we walked away from about 4 million in revenue and our business started to decline 
and we became more of just a direct to consumer uh, brand. And uh, so revenues were declining and I was getting a little nervous. And then um, in a 90 day period, about four of my nine employees left. Uh, these employees were in their twenties. They had a five hour work day. And uh, you know, some of them were making 60, 70,000 a year. So it was, you know, a decent wage and a good, uh, and, and a fun company. And I'm okay. So I'm thinking like, what's going on here? Um, it clearly is not working to retain um, people, you know, even before the five hour workday, we were able to attract pretty good people uh, because we were sort of in a sexy business, sort of like a surf company. Um, we were direct to consumer, sort of a little tech edge. And then we were on Shark Tank and had Mark Cuban. So we were always able to get good people. So the five hour workday honestly didn't change that at all. And then it didn't change our retention ability. Like it didn't matter, you know, whether these people that I was bringing in, I was paying them, you know, 36,000 to start or they were leaving when I paid them 80, you know, two years later. Um, it didn't matter if, uh, you know, we were working them like startup hours or we worked them five hour workday. People just sort of came and go as they please still the same. It's if they aligned with the, uh, the company goals, company ideals, uh, they were hanging around. And, and another thing that I think we broke with the five hour workday was company culture. Um, because when you go from a startup company where you're really, you know, working long hours, you're kind of in the trenches together, building something you form really strong bonds with everybody in the company. When we went to a five hour workday and you're walking out of the office every day at one o'clock, um, you know, you've got another nine, 10 hours during the week. I mean, your, your work week is better than most people's vacation week. I mean, when you roll out of bed at noon, you know, in Cabo San Lucas or something. Um, and so the rest of your life actually becomes much bigger and your work life becomes just that thing you do to sort of finance this sort of extraordinary life you have, which is great for employees but it's not good for company culture. <laughs> so, you know, and when people start to leave the company, I look like there's some company culture problem. They're not necessarily leaving the company. They're leaving the other people they're working with. Cause you really don't leave a company if you're like your best buddies in there or something. Mm. And so I think we broke the company culture by going to the five hour work day. Um, so we, we tweaked it at that time and we did summers only. So four out four months in the summer, we did a four hour work day. And that was actually when we did 70% of our revenue. So we squeezed people for time um, in, the, in the high time, basically. And then in the off season, we went back to startup hours. So we had this sort of hybrid model. And that worked uh, pretty good. Um, you know, on the productivity front, it worked good. But our revenues continued to decline. And then going into the pandemic, you know, we had a, a really bad year. And we had some financial issues before that. Um, so we had to just sort of look and say, like, do we really want to do the five-hour workday this summer? And we skipped it for the last year. For the first time last year um, and then the pandemic really it actually helped our company um, so we ended up doubling revenues last year and now now going forward we're readjusting the experiment that's sort of a live experiment and now we're going to do it for four four months august 1st to the end of november every year following a year that we increase revenues so if we're going up it's going to be like a christmas bonus for the whole company but if we're going down we're like okay guys your, your company is declining you can't you know, be working uh, condensed hours, no matter if there are benefits there, uh, you've got to put in the double time. You've learned to work at a faster clip now. Okay, now do two days work in one day. So, I mean, it's interesting how the company culture is the main reason for wanting to think beyond just five hour work days, because five hours, I mean, you get to see people, but uh, when you are working like a nine or a 10 hour day, like that's a deeper in the trenches type of feel. That's a heavier investment in the company in terms of time. 
Now, you don't want to just work for the sake of working, but again, more hours in the company, in that culture, it's a bigger time investment. And I feel like five hours, there's this idea, we're also four-hour work week. You get the idea of, I want to work as little as possible and still make the type of money that I want to make. And I don't think people should go out and work 16 hours a day if that's not what they want to do. And that's something most people don't do. But how do we find that balance of being able to work a little less in terms of hours, but still being in love with the business, still getting the results and not just thinking, oh, I want to work as little as possible and make all this money still. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the five hour workday may work like long term, um, but it's something that people got to get used to. And it's going to be, it's, it's a big change, you know, um, because when you walk out at one o'clock, you're kind of bored. It's like, you know, what do I do with, with what do I do now? <laughs> so, and everybody gets to use their time how they want to. So, you know, I had a son, so I started making all his baseball games. So that was great. And then, but I'm also like an entrepreneur. So I kind of like to work. It's not really work to me. So I would use the time to think up other businesses. And we actually diversified into a bunch of other businesses because I had that free time. Right. And some of my employees you know, spent more time in their relationships or whatever. Uh, like a couple of the people that left, they left because they were taking, taking their relationship to the next level and moving to another country or doing a band trip or, or something like that. And then, you know, some people just left to go to an agency. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. There were, there were definitely upsides to it though. I don't, you know, I think we still do it, you know, for the, for the four months because there are definitely benefits. What it did, it changed our company culture from a startup culture, but it changed us into a, a productivity focused company where we, we were all sort of really aggressively identifying productivity tools and figuring out how to do things faster. Right. And that was a, was a huge benefit. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of it and I think, you know, long-term it may work, but yeah, you're kind of right. Like, uh, you know, what is the optimum time to work? And I, I think that's going to differ at different times in your life. And then there's, there's the individual way you look at that. That's kind of the four hour work week was really based on an, an individual analysis. Like what should you do and how can you be more productive? But we were sort of applying the similar principles to an entire company. And how does that change an organization? How does that make an organization effective? And so for every organization, that's going to be a little, little different, but you know, I am still happy that sort of the five hour workday, we got a ton of press around it and it sort of spread that idea. I would say to over, you know, 10 million people worldwide, because we got press just all over the world. I mean, in major, major publications. And a lot of other companies are doing their own little tests with uh, changing how the workday happens. And now when COVID hit, um, you see this was forced upon a lot of companies. And people really are rethinking, like, how, how should we, where should we work, um, you know? Yeah, I mean, the virtual elements definitely, like the workplace is changing. What people think about how much time they have to put in and is the commute really necessary? A lot is changing around the workplace, but the one thing that will always be constant is how can I get the same thing done in less time? And Stefan, I want to point out something you mentioned. You mentioned that the five-hour workday, one thing that allows you to do, you made more of your kids' baseball games. And I think that's something that like parents feel that a little more like, I'm doing this as in my 20s, so like I don't have kids or anything like that. Uh, but for parents, like they want us to be with their kids naturally. So there is this also though, like you mentioned, you have the entrepreneurial itch and you have some people who they want to be 
able to spend more time with their kids, do something like a five hour work day, but then they're bored. They're thinking about their work. How do you counter that? How do you make sure you're truly present in those moments? And like when you're off from work, not letting the entrepreneurial itch get too much into the personal relationship side. Yeah, I mean, that that was sort of another, I would say, benefit of the five hour workday is, and this was especially when I was a solo entrepreneur, um, you know, as a lot of your audience, it was when I had one business that I was running and I could just work, I could work 12 hours a day on that business or whatever. But at one day I decided I need to start another business. And it was very hard to do while I was keep getting interrupted by my same business. So I, I was working out of my brother's warehouse and I had a desk upstairs and I had a desk at the shipping desk. And so I had one computer that I'd work my regular company. And then I basically, you know, started my own. I was only working 12 hours a week on that company. Actually, at the time I would work three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for four hours. And then the rest of it, I would go into the other computer and go into the other business mode. And I was in business development mode. And so that's, I divided out my time. And by doing that, you basically carved out room to do something new. So, and I did it in spatially and stuff like that with the five hours our workday, we kind of have done that as well, because my whole company would be around and it'd be five hours and everybody would be there. And then they'd all go home. And a lot of times, okay, now I'm by myself. And it was, it was back to when I was, you know, working for a company and then five o'clock came around and I'd work till midnight to start something else. And it was just isolated time. Nobody's going to bother me. So that was a, a huge benefit. If you are like a, you know, a solo entrepreneur, not even using this, um, you know, for a whole company culture. I think that was a huge benefit. And then, you know, larger companies, I think everybody could benefit from um, doing a three-month trial of the five-hour workday um, because you, you basically challenge your staff. You say, we're going to go to summer hours. You got three months. Um, you're not going to walk out the door at 530. You're going to walk out the door at one. We're not having lunch. And you need to get all your work done or you're going to get fired. And then you, uh, you know, fire 20% of your company, which exposes themselves very quickly in this scenario. And then the rest of the people are like, oh shit, like I gotta, I gotta really hustle here. I gotta stop doing fantasy football. I gotta stop doing this. I gotta show some work. I only got five hours. And they basically, whatever job they're at, they train themselves to work faster and they will identify tools. I guarantee it. And you don't have to bring in an efficiency expert and analyze what they're doing. I mean, like any person doing their job will analyze, will become their own efficiency expert in their own job and figure out what tools they have to use. And that's the magic of it. And then say you did this for three months and you had a, you know, your GE or whatever, and you have a hundred thousand employees, you did that company wide for three months. At the end of that three months, I mean, you would have some people that knew how to work. I mean, they may not take that same pace and, you know, still put in their 10 hours or whatever they do at GE, but if they wanted to, they could do three days work in one day. I guarantee you. And so it's training your workforce to work at a faster pace. That's kind of why we, I like the seasonal element that we were doing um, because every year you get that, you feel that pressure again. It's like finals week and it, it forces you to analyze like, Oh geez, you know, the company has grown 50%. I need to, you know, how do I, how do I keep up? And so that uh, constant analysis was, was definitely, you know, a positive of it, but you know, year round, it, it wasn't working for us. It became an entitlement and uh, we just sort of settled back into, you know, working fewer hours kind of at the old pace and, uh, you know, mm. fire up the fantasy football. I mean, I really like the trial run because when you have fewer hours to get the same stuff done, it's like a meeting. It's better to say, let's make it 15 minutes than not setting a time limit because you could get the same stuff done in 15 minutes for most meetings versus an hour. 
And there is a balance that we all have to decide for ourselves when it comes to being the solopreneur, how much can we get done in five hours, what's unreasonable, what stuff we can do. But setting a deadline is what challenges you to be more productive and get the same work done faster. And that's the type of change that allows people to more comfortably do five-hour workdays. Now, as Stefana shared with us, it's not something that you may not do it every single time. Sometimes you got to go back to the startup hours, but you can have a summer, for instance. Maybe you're going on more vacation soon. You want to distance yourself from work because we all have different seasons. Uh, so in that case, then a five-hour workday can be something that really gets you dialed in on the work that you're doing. So it's really good, the five-hour workday concept, if you just modify it to your lifestyle and what you want to do as a business owner. Yeah, and I think one of the things you touched on there is it's, it's an artificial constraint that we've created. And what the, the power of startups, there's a reason that you know, five guys in a garage can you know, upset a $100 million company. It's because they have constraints and the larger company does not have constraints. The lack of constraints leads to lazy thinking. It leads to uh, how do we spend money to solve problems? And it does not lead to you know, growth hacks, stuff like that. But if you've got no money, you've got no resources, you've got uh, barely any people, you have to find um, hacks. And so that those constraints create uh, sustainable competitive advantage. They create uh, creative thinking. That's what the five hour workday does. Interestingly, right now in the pandemic, it's an unrealistic constraint was put on a lot of companies like, you know, restaurants, take for example. Okay, you can no longer serve food. Um, you know, you can only serve food out of a window out of your uh, building. So people cut holes in the window and they open like taco shops here in, in San Diego. Um, you can't have employees working in your building. So I, and a lot of this was like, oh, you've just destroyed my business. But I think what a lot of people realized is that, hey, you know, the restaurant business with a bunch of employees is a really bad business. It's hard to even stay in business when you do that. But this whole food delivery thing is actually super profitable. I don't have any employees. It's easier to manage. Like maybe that's a better model than what I was doing before. And I'm just using restaurants as an example because I think a lot of businesses, you know, went through that. When we were doing the, the five-hour workday book, um, like the press tour or whatever, one interview we did um, was a company from Germany. We were huge in Germany, right? So they called one day a TV show and they said, hey, we're sending a film crew of three over tomorrow from Germany. I'm like, you're insane. Like we have like five people on our company. You're going to send three over to cover this. And so they sent this film crew over, you know, fly them all over, put them up in hotels. They come here, they, they you know, do like a couple hours, you know, segment with us. And then, you know, they fly back and do all of this. And, you know, I don't really know what happened with that. I guess it was a fairly big show in Germany, but, you know, I never really saw it and I don't speak German. So I, you know, it wouldn't have made sense to me anyways. And then the Huffington Post, like uh, a writer, like just dials me up on, you know, a Zoom call basically, or I don't know what it was, Skype or whatever at the time. And, you know, interviews me and he's like, you got any stock footage? And I'm like, oh yeah, I have some stock footage. And he's like, uh, can you throw one of your other employees on the screen? So he did an interview in like, you know, 20 minutes, um, you know, live, live screen. So no editing whatsoever. And then he, he handed off to his, uh, you know, whatever, some content guy. And he sort of spliced in some of our, uh, our B-roll that we already had as a company and put that up on Huffington Post and it got four and a half million views. Okay, <laughs> so you have, and that's the five hour workday mentality, right? Like, and now everybody is being forced to do that. And I think they're realizing 
like, wow, do we really need to go to China, you know, to uh, source our products and do all of this? Or can we just do a Skype call and have them show us the, the product and do that and you know, save ourselves three, three weeks and, you know, $15,000. <laughs> and a lot of businesses, they're not going back. Let me tell you, it's going to be really hard to get on a plane to do a meeting when they said, well, you guys just did fine for a year without traveling anywhere and our revenues went up. So I, I'm not going to, you know, pay for your thousand dollar hotels in New York city for your stupid trade show. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like businesses, it's just constant change. Like each year is going to bring a new evolution for all of us, and we have to adapt along the way. And I do think the five-hour workday that is a really great approach for anyone who wants to explore this even further. Make sure you go grab Stefan's book, Five-Hour Workday. It is a book I have read. I do recommend it. Uh, so we will be throwing that in the show notes for anyone who wants to grab their copy. Stefan, do you want to share with us any other places we keep following? your work and journey. Yeah. So all of our, our, all of our social media for the tower companies is at tower beach club. Um, and then, you know, our main companies are towerelectricbikes.com, towerpaddleboards.com. Um, we have a company called no middleman.com, which is an aggregation of all the direct to consumer brands in the world, sort of a curated, um, it's kind of the anti Amazon and everything showroom of these top, you know, direct to consumer brands. Uh, which obviously tower our direct to consumer brands. So you can find us on any of those sites. I'm very easy. We're a small company, easy to find my contact information, reach out. We'll have all those links in the show notes. Make sure you guys all check it out. Stefan, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Awesome. I appreciate the opportunity, Mark.